Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek here. Katie here. And Jason. <laughs> I see that smile creep across your face. You are now back to work, sir. I'm back to work, which you I'm not to, happy about. I'm, to, I'm still on the beaches of Hawaii in my mind. But you hear the shouting of me bright and early for the podcast. <laughs> I saw it just like wash over you. There yeah. was a certain expression yeah. you gave. Anyway, let's. Uh, we, got, we got a bunch of stories from over the weekend. Let's start with Alec Baldwin. This is a huge story uh, that came out about the FBI concluding in its report that Alec Baldwin on the set of actually pulled the trigger, you know, pulled his finger, and that's what the fired the gun that killed Helena Hutchins. This is a huge development because, remember, in the wake of the tragedy, Alec Baldwin did an interview. He went on television, which we found very surprising as lawyers, and he said, I didn't fire that gun. All I did was cock the, the hammer back, and something must have misfired, meaning the hammer must have hit the bullet, and that's why the bullet left the chamber, but I certainly didn't pull the trigger. Well, the FBI conducted a ton of tests, on it's unclear whether it's an identical gun or the actual gun, right. but they said this gun can't fire that way. Just doesn't work. We tried the hammer thing. All the hammer would do is is maybe set off some spark that allows an explosion in the gun, but no release of a cartridge. Yep. Uh, so they said it's impossible. So Alec Baldwin did one of two things. He either didn't uh, remember what he actually did or he lied. Mm -hmm. But either way, does it really matter, right? We now have him pulling the actual trigger and somebody dying as a result. It may matter for him criminally. From a civil perspective, I don't really think it matters at this point, right? He is fully culpable, at least from a monetary point of view, for the damage caused to Helena Hutchins' uh, widow, widower, and, and, and uh, daughter, daughter yep. I believe, who, who no longer has a mother. Um, and this is a this is a bad moment for Alec Baldwin, both because of the eventual of the findings of the FBI, but also because he got up on George Stephanopoulos and he said something he didn't need to say, which was he, he cornered himself into a position that he never pulled the trigger. And as a as a lawyer, you would never want your client to go out there give statements that can all be used against you. They can't actually help you in any way in court. Yeah. They're not admissible. He's going to have to get up and testify to that again. And meanwhile, he's already on record, committed to the position that he's taken. He cannot get out of that. It's just the height of hubris and stupidity. It is. Well, and he, at the time, weren't we all like, there's no way he absolutely pulled the trigger. I mean, everyone yeah. was like, what is he talking about? So yeah, this it, wasn't Although that it was shocking. like this antiquated gun, we didn't exactly. know how it worked. He was leaning on the idea that this is an old revolver. You guys don't understand. You can sometimes see in movies where they just hit the, hit yeah, the yeah, hammer yeah. a bunch of times. This is not how these guns actually work on right. movie sets. And the FBI has now proved that. When he did the interview, what was he thinking? That there's an onslaught of negative attention that people think, I shot this woman. Yes. I need to get out in front of it to save whatever remnants of my career are left. Mm. And he's such a, he's a smart guy, right? So Very. he... Uh, you can imagine him overpowering his lawyers. No lawyer advised him to go on jo George Correct. Stephanopoulos. To the to the contrary, his lawyers and they weren't said, sitting next to him. You see those interviews often where a client is sitting next to the lawyer on the couch. The yes. Today Show. His lawyer was not in the room yes. and wasn't going to be in the room because Alec Baldwin was not going to be held back from what he wanted to say. This is the problem with being too smart for your own good. You actually, as a client, want to be someone. As a lawyer, you want a client who hands over their life to you and says, I'm in a lot of trouble. Tell me exactly what to do and I'll follow the rules. Yeah. Whereas Alec Baldwin is a sophisticated client. 
client. And that's the worst kind of client in a lot of ways because they know too much and they know just enough to get themselves in trouble. Also, this is a bad move. But, but let me ask a question. Will he be held, will this work against him in a civil case? Because his job as the actor on that set was to pull the trigger. Right? Like, even though this has come well, out now but, that he did. But he, he contended that he so, didn't. So even though he went on an interview and said, I didn't do it, and, and now the FBI is saying, well, yeah. you did, does it really it's, matter? It, 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 the the, the point relevant. that it matters is it calls his credibility into question, right? He has now taken a position that the FBI, now he's going to have his own experts who are going to say, oh, the FBI is, uh, you know, full of crap, and he he didn't pull the trigger. But but to the extent that you buy the, what the FBI is saying and their forensics people who are presumably the best, he got up on George Stephanopoulos and the very least was wrong about what happened. So how can you trust what he's going to, that he was right about other things. And at the worst, if you don't like him and you don't buy it, that he lied about it. And if he lied about this, then everything else he's saying was a lie as well. Why isn't it possible that he got up there and not thinking that the gun was loaded because he didn't, he actually pulled the trigger. Right. At which point, that that's sort of a better argument than he just hit the hammer. And I, I don't this know. is now more for his lawyers to deal with in the trial because now right. his credibility is in question. If he had been quiet, they don't have to deal with this particular issue. Now they have to grapple with the fact that yeah. he said something that was untrue in a huge interview. Now, I do think he'll have ways of saying, like, I was overwhelmed. He might bring in some psychiatrists that you don't remember when you're in a traumatic but he moment. Can't say exactly that. What he, you're re doing. he remembered it perfectly at he, the step Step by step detail. That's the problem. He, he did, can't yeah. now say, oh, I, you know, maybe I was wrong. I was confused. It was hazy, that fog of war. He can't say that because he went to Stephanopoulos. He was totally clear in his testimony. He didn't say he was confused. Yes. He My guess is he'll say now the FBI is wrong. I still did not pull that trigger. <laughs> That's what he's going to say. He's, he's going to have to himself into that corner. But that is his only argument now right. is that the right. FBI is wrong. And you're leaving it to the jury to believe that before. The FBI is a disinterested party who came in and investigated after the fact. He's obviously an interesting party. It's, it's, a, it's a nightmare for his lawyer to have to deal with the inconsistency of the FBI's conclusion versus... You know, the FBI doesn't have an axe to grind yeah. with, with Alec Baldwin in any meaningful sense, yeah. and he now has to make that claim. So it's going to be... Speaking of problems with one's lawyers, Amber Heard is uh, moving on from hers. Uh, crazy, huh? Elaine Can fired. Is, is it that crazy? Sorry, so Elaine. Elaine, Elaine's off the case. As, as lawyers, I looked at this and I said, oh, Elaine's a trial specialist, and they're now bringing in an appellate team. This is not all that confusing. If, if Elaine is not allowed to sort of participate in the, in the appeal in any meaningful capacity in terms of like helping the appellate lawyers make their arguments, describing what happened in the trial, maybe, but you do generally get a different team of specialists, don't you? You do, except that her her law firm, Elaine Brett Hoff's law firm, has an appellate team too, and it could have tried, could have uh, yeah. uh, gone taking this up to on appeal. It seemed they would have. They filed in the trial court the documents suggesting that they were going to appeal. I think you're giving it a very, that's uh, very possible. They would always do this, go to a more specialized trial uh, uh, pellet firm. Ballard Spar, the firm that she has now hired, is a very good Big firm. Shot. It's very reputable. Um, but I, th I think that Elaine Breadhoff, this is a, this is oh, it's an indictment of what she did. It's an indictment. Right? Well, and you can She's believe. been indicted so many times, but <laughs> this is the most recent indictment. Well, this during the whole trial, everyone was, right, everyone was talking about how Ma Elaine maybe was not doing the best job for she Amber. She was outclassed. Yeah. She was outclassed. And, I mean, and this guarantees yeah. that they will take the reins off. Ballard's Bar has no loyalty to Elaine Breadhoff. If you, if you hire her like a pellet partner at right. her shop, they're going to sort of soft pedal how badly she did because that's their law partner. It's someone they right. work with. Ballard's Bar is going to paint her as the most 
most inept, inexperienced, terrible lawyer that blew this trial because they have to. That's what will potentially save Amber. Yes. But it's going to be nasty. Like they're going to say horrible things about the way she conducted this trial and maybe for good reason. Let's say one positive thing. Elaine looked like she gave great hugs. <laughs> <laughs> in that trial, she gave great hugs to Amber, right? Yes. And that's, that important in that a, that's important <laughs> well, in your legal team. One of the things you look for <laughs> She was classy in leaving, so maybe she's just trying to soften the landing of what they're going to say, but she said, uh, this is the perfect time to pass the baton. I pledge to Amber and her appellate team my complete cooperation and assistance as they move forward on a path towards success. So that's what a good lawyer says is, I, it's time for me to but, like But pass the my- baton is interesting because, you know, a baton is, is a metaphor for runners running a relay, a relay race. Go. And the first runner has actually gotten it to the second runner and handed it off. This was just like fumbled on the way during the first leg. And now the second runner had to come back and like pick it off the ground right. with, with bloody She's Elaine. She's got skin knees and no teeth right. from exactly. falling on the track. She's, she's like, like, hey, passing the baton. <laughs> Can't wait to work on the team. They're like, we're good. Uh, so, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see. I still think, you know, we should at least prognosticate a little bit. I think Amber's got a very, very hard case to win on appeal, even yeah. though it was a nightmare. Trials always have a lot of hiccups along the way that don't turn into material errors that will cause reversal of a jury verdict. Once you have a jury verdict, it's virtually impossible to well, get that reversed. It does happen, yeah, absolutely, yeah. If, if things were bad enough. But she was more of sort of inept and bumbling rather than caused such a critical no, error in my mind. The appeal won't be based on uh, ineffective assistance of counsel, I don't think. It'll just be on the yeah. judge's ruling allowing certain evidence and not allowing other evidence. Mm-hmm. So Bill Maher, this is fascinating stuff, right? He came out on a show on Friday God, night. He does it again. He's right? really, he's, yeah, <laughs> causing a stir, Bill Maher. Every it. week, just disrupting everything. Yeah, and, and he was... Really making the point that actors are actors and we shouldn't be criticizing either actors or people who cast those actors because they don't fall into the specific either, you know, uh, a cultural, national or, you know, in other ways, sexual orientation orientation of the person that they're portraying. He said that's poppycock. This is all about acting. I think we have some sound of what he said. And finally, new rule casting directors have to stop listening to the casting police and go back to doing their job, which is picking the best actor for the role. Now, I mention this because a lot of people lately are either apologizing for or calling on others to apologize for playing roles they call appropriation. James Franco was just chosen to play Fidel Castro and John Leguizamo posted, no more appropriation, boycott. I don't got a prob with Franco, but he ain't Latino. Okay, but John Leguizamo is Colombian American. He ain't a Venetian, but he played one. Why don't we just go by merit and let the best actor win? Which seems like what happened when Ana de Armas just got picked to play Marilyn Monroe, even though she's Cuban with an accent. Maybe she should play Fidel Castro and and James Franco can play Marilyn Monroe and then we can all... Bill, I see what you did there. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, point, is, you're making a point, though, right? This he, point's interesting. The yeah. whose ox is being gored point. Yes. Don't you like this point a little yes. bit where he says, John Leguizamo's an interesting example. He says, John Leguizamo says, how can James Franco play Fidel Castro, the most famous Cuban on earth? James Franco's not Cuban. And he says, well, interesting. John played a Venetian. I believe he's referring to Tybalt in Romeo and Juliet. And he played an Italian plumber, referring to Mario. And so what Mario, Mario, Mario and Luigi. <laughs> Of the Mario brothers. Do you know Mario's last name is Mario? His name is Mario Mario. It is? Absolutely. I did not know that. They are the Mario brothers, and his name is Mario. 
and you would always say, I'm the Kaufman Brothers. Anyway, no, 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 no. <laughs> Moving His name's on. Mario Mario. Anyway, uh, what I'm saying is he says, look, <laughs> if, you're, if you're transgender or you're gay, are you now going to only be able to play gay roles? Right. Only be able to play but transgender that, roles? Right. That's not a good thing. But it's always the punching up, punching it down thing, right? Uh, you can always play up in the social structure, and that's what a John Leguizamo would say. He said, I'm Colombian American. I'm the lower rung of the of the uh, social stratus. I can play up to the Venetian. Yes. But or, James Frank- Or to the Italian plumber. Right. right. <laughs> or to the <laughs> video game character. Maybe that's a lateral move. For- <laughs> what you see a lot of actors, I mean, Tom Hanks has apologized for playing his role in um, Philadelphia. Oh, in Philadelphia, for playing, right. um, for playing a gay man. But why should he? Man. He was phenomenal in that role. Right. He hit it out of the park. Should he really apologize? Is he this, won for two disadvantaged roles in a row. He won right, yeah. for Philadelphia, then he wins for Forrest Gump. Does he have to apologize for both well, movies? Is it? I mean, but, but there is there is a a, a a global point, which is shouldn't actors be actors play whoever they want and why don't we get out of the way? There's also the practical point. If somebody of Forrest, the fictional Forrest Gump's, I think his IQ was mentioned being like well below a hundred. Yes, you're not going to find that actor to play that role, <laughs> right? Yes, so you basically say we that can't actor have to play the right, role, right? right. You're and, not, you're, so you're just not going to have those roles, you, you know? I, which which it eventually sort of rolls in on itself and 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 combusts, right? Right. It's, people should play whatever actor they can hack. And I now, thought it was interesting. He said, also, it's it's kind of cool when you mix these up. He, he pointed to Hamilton at some point, and he said, there, there's a black George Washington. It's obviously George Washington wasn't black, but that's, that's a cool, up, punching interesting down, punching right. up. I guess it's all punching up, punching down, but when you get into that's the argument, what is up, what is down, you're really starting to dice humanity up in strange ways, because maybe it always, maybe there are certain cases where it's very clear, a rich white person and a disadvantaged black person, but when you're in the middle, a Colombian playing this, yeah. where Where's the punch there was once a time down. in Hollywood, 40, 50 years ago, Breakfast at Tiffany's being the great example where they would cast white people in roles that were clearly intended to be people of color. Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney right. in Breakfast at Tiffany's where he's doing that awful stereotype impersonation of a Japanese yes. character throughout. And that's awful. We've moved past that so that that kind of thing doesn't happen. But the, I think the idea, and maybe you guys disagree with me, the idea that a straight person can't play a gay person or a gay person straight or a James Franco who is an Italian-American can't play a Cuban-American, I think that that is not a good I, argument. It's starting to become too much. It's right? ridiculous. Like it's, I, yeah, there's intentionality, right? Mickey Rooney was making fun of Japanese people. Forrest Gump is not making fun of... Right. Tom Hanks is not making fun of mentally disabled people. And quite the opposite. He's doing an uplifting story. So intentionality to me is where it rises and falls. What, what is yeah. what is the role doing? Is it intending to poke fun? Is blackface intending to make fun? But then of, you can go black- farcical. You can go Days of Thunder, and you had Robert Downey Jr. dress up in blackface. Not Days of Thunder. Days uh, of Thunder sorry, is a Tom Cruise no. movie. No, uh, uh, Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Yeah. It, it, it against the farce, and then it's okay again. But when you caught in that middle place, it's, it's acting. It's, yeah, it's, it's acting. acting. And right. Bill Maher even said people become actors so they can spend their lives not being who they are. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. 
R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Speaking of actors, let's talk a little oh. bit about Will. Oh. Will Smith and, and Jada, Jada have uh, publicly surfaced for the first time since the Oscar slap, seeing both of them. We saw Will, I think he was in India. There were some pictures of him maybe in an ashram when he was trying to And he obviously sort of put out the, his huge apology video, right, about a month ago. His apology video. We've not where, seen the two of them together. Here they are. So, and obvious, it's, it's obvious that this is now. We haven't seen two of them apart either. So. <laughs> we, just haven't, we just haven't seen the two of them. But this is now the uh, the public relations machine in overdrive, right? Because yeah. where the shots are taken is very sort of interesting. It's, it's curated. It's, it's yeah, curated. Yeah, I exactly. mean, you go to Nobu, This for for people who don't know how LA works, you go to Nobu, Malibu, it's to be spotted and have right. shots it's taken. It's the Kardashian, Kanye West, de- you know, they're the denizens of that place. They're there all the time and now you go there because you want to be seen. Right. And this is a very curated photo. He's walking out and leading with a smile, the Will Smith thousand watt smile yeah. and v- Jada's falling behind, I think, holding on to his pants, looking not, not like a dutiful wife but looking like they're a team. Oh, I, I they think, look like a team. I think looking like she's reigning him in. I actually thought the photograph was interesting. Oh, they weren't I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't understand why they weren't side by side holding hands. I didn't understand why she was just holding on to the back of his pants. Now oh, it could be that. Now it could be. Was that intentional? I didn't see the shot. I would like to see the shot from behind to see if if he was sort of leading through a pap crush That's and what she I was, was kind out. of just kind of getting into his wake and holding forward. But it didn't look like that from the photo I saw. It almost, uh, I, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was bad optics, honestly, that she's kind of like holding him back. Back, yeah, almost. I wanted Which to see is, more like hand-holding smiling. Right, exactly, I was surprised exactly. by the, I mean, again, I, I don't think, uh, there must have been something going on that he had to lead her through but the he did, They've they got did security. have security with them. Why don't yeah. they leave through the pack crush um, and hold But maybe he was trying to show strong protector. He's leading through the fray while she sort of follows behind, although that's what got him in trouble, I guess, what with a, a slap. He what was a trying to protect her. tool Will Smith is. I'm sorry. He's just, he just is. I, I've got no patience for that. It's sort of, he and Alec Baldwin, to me, are cut from the same cloth. I just There's a lot of narcissism. Very, very like, smart, very narcissistic yeah. think they can say anything and sort of it's know. working his apology video worked now this will work I'm like he's he's getting back in I there I guess so he's a smart don't smart forget guy. he can't go to the he's Academy Awards for 10 team. years no oh well <laughs> it's okay he wasn't gonna win any Oscars <laughs> he gotta make up for whatever the Serena Williams movie but it wasn't happening anytime soon <laughs> the Serena Williams movie <laughs> anyway moving on sad news if yeah. you're a Tom Holland fan and you go to watch his updates on Instagram or Twitter because he has now officially left both platforms so he came out and said he's been absent from um, Twitter and Instagram the last few weeks but he came on Sunday to say he has deleted both apps because um, they've become detrimental to his mental state hi guys so I've been trying to make this video for about an hour now for someone that has spent the last I don't know 13 14 years however long I've been acting is it that long yeah it probably is that long I cannot seem to say what I need to say without umming and ahhing every five minutes so I'm going to try again so I have taken a break from social media uh, for my mental health because I find Instagram and Twitter to be overstimulating to be uh, overwhelming I get caught up and I spiral when I read things about me online and ultimately it's very detrimental to to my mental state so I decided to take a step back and delete the app yeah I think this is okay yeah I, sure. Uh, the, the thing I always question, I, I, I don't question the sincerity. From what I hear, he sounds like he sincerely finds it overstimulating, overwhelming, wants to take a step back, and it, it's upsetting to him. I always find it curious that someone who has this sort of sensitivity 
leans into a profession where it's obvious that there's going to be a lot of attention. If you're if you're uncomfortable with a lot of attention, yeah. becoming an actor is the worst thing you can do because the successful version comes with loads of attention. Yes. Like if you succeed in it, it yeah, but you don't always this. plan that out. You don't know how you're going to react to the kind of yeah. negative comments until you actually live with them. Right? Also, every successful I find every successful actor or actress always winds up saying they don't read. Whether it be back in the day, it was the tabloid yes. magazines. Now that now it's social media, they don't go on the internet and read all the negative stuff people say about them. I mean, Let almost me every like Jennifer yeah. Aniston famously was like, "I don't look at any of the magazines. I don't read that stuff yeah. because it does affect you. Even if right. you're a really strong person, if you're just inundated all the time with negativity about yourself, yes. it's going to be. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, we we are exactly one one hundred millionth as famous as Tom Holland, and we get one one hundred millionth the number of comments. But sometimes we get negative comments about us. Us in response to the YouTube videos for, for the sure. podcast, for the show, whatever it is. We are all very fat. According <laughs> we to are that. extremely fat I mean, and you know, very what? stupid. You know, point taken, yeah. though. Uh, <laughs> so it doesn't bother me in the least. And I've, I've talked to Derek. I've never talked to you about this. You can say whatever you want about me. It does not bother me. There's nothing that anybody could say out there. If if somebody achieves real fame and it's constant, does it break down even the strongest people or is it a certain type of person? Are there fam people as famous as, as Tom Holland who really don't care? It depends how strong of a constitution you have as a person. So you do think it is based on the I think so. Yeah. I think if you are, uh, you know, absolutely and perfectly secure in who you are and your intelligence and your looks and all those things, it's hard to penetrate it. It's just, it's a sliding scale. It's harder and harder to penetrate when there are more and more eyeballs or more and more chisels trying to break down your your humanity in some way, you have to have a stronger version of that. But it comes down to the person. I mean, yeah. my, mine is not as strong as as some people, but there I get fewer comments, so I have to have a right, right, right. I, I have to I, have less of a defense. I, yeah, exactly. But if I were Tom Holland, I'd need to have like a really like brick foundation. I don't have that, and, but, but and thank goodness I don't get yeah. a lot. But, I remember every comment ever. Right, right. <laughs> well, we shouldn't. We should not invite you to what Derek and I say about you because it is just, nasty. I just uh, yeah. this this trend is interesting though that we're seeing all these celebrities coming out and talking about I their agree. mental health. Right. So I we agree. just saw. Um, uh, the singer. I can't remember. I'm blanking. Oh, Demi Lovato? No. No. Uh, he just left his tour. Oh, Sean, oh, Sean, Sean Mendes. Sean Mendes, yeah, just left his tour because he said he has to focus on his mental health. So and I the think athletes, it's a really, we've seen Simone Biles, right, we've so, seen Naomi Osaka. So I think this it's really trend. interesting that everyone's coming forward and like it kind of, you know, saying I'm having trouble with my mental health and I'm going to work on this. Right. Because that didn't happen 10 yeah. years ago. With, yeah. that, with actors, I find it interesting, though, because they, they require the attention to be famous. Like an athlete, Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles, I can see you committing yourself to your craft and becoming an Olympian and not worrying about the attention you get. You're just sort of perfecting yeah. a craft. Part of celebrity, Tom Holland, I guess your acting is its own craft, but part of it is is cultivating I, the following. I feel far less for Tom Holland, et cetera, than I do for every 15-year-old girl out there who feels the compulsion to be on social media and is taken down once you're there it's impossible right. it, it, social yeah, you media, sort of have to participate social socially in social awful social media. awful thing yeah you can't exist socially without being in social media right and very few people are willing to not be not participate Tom Holland can still participate fully in pop culture and, and do all the things he wants to do when you're a kid, you can't, and, and social media just tears you down. It's a terrible, terrible thing. So will he come back? That's my, my final question. Is it, When this is a break, is it sort of he, he gets lulled back into does it? Does it hurt his career? Because I think it, does it hurt his career is a question. Yeah, I mean, I think it does. It hurts I think me. I, I want to see some Tom Holland shots on, <laughs> on the Instagram. It really way, hurts me. He should just filter for Katie's positive comments, and he'd feel great. He'd feel yeah. great. Take your, really good. Take your Actually, shirt off. That's a good idea, positive or negative, and you just filter by just him. Filter just filter it. That's what Donald Trump does, right? He would yeah. get binders full of news articles that were positive about him that he'd 
weed every morning to get him pumped up. Is so, there anyone, that's a good point, though, is there anyone more impervious to negative comments than Donald Trump? I know we think of him as thin-skinned, but he actually receives a ton of, like, oh. you're dumb, you're fat, and yeah. he just persists and bloviates his way yeah. through well, life. But it also, it also cripples him, right? It, 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 not publicly. Well, I, I think that's wrong. He goes out there and he complains about people with physical illnesses and mental problems and makes fun of True. them. And yeah. I think it destroys him. He just responds with anger yeah. and animus as opposed to like backing away. Yeah. He's never moved through the stages. He's just stayed on <laughs> anger. Yeah. Right. All right. That'll do it for us. Uh, see you on Wednesday, everyone. Later. Later.